Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 77. Our skill top for this week is And uh, we need to know exactly uh, what skill class that is. Uh, Tom, what, what skill class is Yeah. Number one, PJ. You're number one. Ah, oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely true. Tanda, uh, what kind of research did you do for all this? Oh, I just uh, I I looked up a a little bit of uh, fun facts, and the, the the title of the article is called, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, <laughs> the first the first one is. Uh, that uh, that this particular skill uh, makes up around uh, 0.7 percent of our entire vocabulary. Mm. Wow! Might really? Not, yeah, 0. 0.7. I yeah. think that's a, that's but, a low. That's a conservative number for some people. That's a lot. No, that's a, well for some people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that may not sound impressive until you take into account that uh, it's about equal to the use of uh, first-person plural pronouns. And roughly the same rate. Uh, All in of them combined, language. though. Yeah. Uh, of course, it can increase or decrease, and uh, and kids PJ. kids pick it up. See? It's uh, See? among the first things they pick up. That's number two. So it's an easy skill. Yeah. Ooh. And, yeah. Number uh, one. And and readily available. Um, kids uh, by age two, um, you know they can they can be doing their first one, and by three or four. Um, it could be quite a few more. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, and in some uh, in some languages, there's not even a word. You can't. There's you can't. It's just not part of the language. Yeah, yeah. But they just they lack the group of words to even explain it. Well, it's their loss, really. Tom, what kind of research yep. did you do on this? Oh, top 10 craziest baseball. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. The the Bambino. After Ruth Ruth bleh, after Babe Ruth was traded to New York Yankees in 1919, I can't talk today. That's going to be fun. The Sox went 86 years without winning a World Series until 2004 when they beat the Yankees after being down 3 games. If I'm not mistaken. I'm not reading that part. I just remember it. And it hurts. It hurts still. Uh, also, the the Billy Goat. Do you know this one? I, the I, Billy goat? I know no. the Bobby Goat. I've not heard the Billy Goat. I don't know who Bobby is, but uh, the White Sox. I'm sorry, that's the next one. The Chicago Cubs offered the wrath of this farmhouse animal from 1945 to 2006. They suffered the wrath. I can't. This is not going well. Lasting 71 years, they this came from Billy Goat Tavern owner William Cyanus. Cyanus, if I got that name wrong, and there's baseball fans listening to this, I'm going to be crucified. No, Cyanus was attending. Right? Oh, no, Cyanus was attending the 1940s game, and brought his pet goat. Naturally, fans soon got irritated by the smell, and Cyanus was asked to leave. 
He then said, the Cubs, them Cubs, they ain't gonna win no more. And the Cubs didn't until 2016. Sidebar, Tanda. Yeah. Does it seem like Tom is malfunctioning? Because he's not normally like this. I think that his batteries might be low. Uh, I don't know. He's he's not really, uh, his cognitive processing doesn't seem to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, usually this is his strong suit when he's reading something. Yeah, I think he's uh, got an inductive charger in his chair and he's sitting a little off center on it. We should try. I, to I noticed to, he was yeah. a little off side to the side of the screen. So yeah. I think that's exactly what's happening. I think he's not charging properly. How can we get him to shift to one side? And I'll kind of I'll kind of lean to that side when he comes back and just see if he kind of follows me. You know, sometimes if you look off in some direction, other people will look. I'll, I'll, I'll lean. Try that. I'll lean that way too. We'll both do it and then see if he yeah, follows. and maybe All he'll right. kind of scooch over because we could just tell him. But I'm I'm at his charge level. I'm not sure he'd even understand. I agree. I agree. Oh yeah. look! Look, oh. his his green light is blinking. Tom. And that's all there is about the Donnie baseball. Uh, that's my top ten. That that was a fantastic list. The goat was my favorite. Oh, good. Thanks. I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. So weirdly enough, <clears throat> I um, I looked up <laughs> superstition, <laughs> and uh, I got one. Uh, they had a, there was a list, but we covered most of them on other shows. But there was one I've never heard of before called rabbit rabbit oh i know this one can i answer it first no <laughs> it's the Come only on. one i have okay so the legend it can't be the same though doesn't make sense the legend has it that the first thing you have to say at the start of a new month is rabbit rabbit and you'll have good luck for the rest yes. of the month okay now there's some qualms as to whether you have to say it once say it twice or actually say it three times and some people think you have to say white rabbit and uh it's also not clear whether you have to say it as soon as you wake up or sometime before midday so there's a lot of haziness here but this particular superstition uh came about from president franklin delano roosevelt who carried around a lucky rabbit's foot uh with him everywhere he went and somehow this uh, spread the rabbit-rabbit superstition. So uh, I, I don't know exactly um, how this has to do with it being but this is what I found, and, and that's that. I think my ninth grade English teacher told us this, and I don't think I've ever successfully pulled it off. Oh, me? I, I, I've never heard of it. I, I, it's a... Uh, yeah. But now I'm going to do it every day. Having Even. having never heard of it, I, I've i never done it either. Yes. That sounds correct. For, for us, anyway. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right. We've got a full boat today. We've got a write-in dealer's corner. Tom and I both got dealer's corners. Tanda, why don't you take it away with our guest right in first? PJ, we're actually hitting a triple today to keep with the baseball theme. Yeah. Uh, mine is not my deal, but I was involved, and that'll wait until Tanda goes. Oh. Mm -hmm. The suspense builds. 
Dun, dun, dun. So our write-in comes from uh, from Dave Bauer, and uh, hey, Dave. he found a free printing press. And so, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, falls into this category. Uh, it says, Crazy. I called the gentleman who was giving away the press to get some more information. The good news was that it was a Chandler and Price 12 by 18, which only weighs 2,500 pounds, and it was stored in a basement since 1960, or stored in a basement since 1960, almost said since 1960, his name was Dan, which would have been a little bit, which would have been a little bit different, which was stored in a basement since 1960. His name was Dan, which I think is consistent. He obtained the press for $75 after the shop that had it was closing. He was in high school at the time and had learned to print on the press. Now it was in his dad's basement who had passed away last year, so it inspired Tom, uh, so, inspired, gosh, I'm having a hard time just reading here um, off, my, off my tiny little phone. So inspired by- You and I both. So inspired by Tom, I borrowed a truck from one friend and a trailer from another and drove three hours to start the adventure. Luckily, my friend who owned the trailer ah, came along to see what would happen. I also had two sons come down there as well. When we got there, we realized the scope of the project. Dan directed us on how to take off a few of the heavy bits, and we made good progress. We had to remove the motor, a cool old variable speed 220 unit. The speed was controlled by a lever. I proceeded to remove the wires, ensure that the breaker was off. Nope, it was not, until I pulled the wires and after some exciting fireworks, now the breaker was off. I sent my son to Harbor Freight to pick up the largest gear puller to remove the big spoke wheel. It was tough going. And around this time, Dan's brother showed up and showed his love of WD-40 to help remove, well, anything. Once all the removable bits were off, we had to move the remaining 1,200-pound base. We rolled it on some pipes over to the door, which needed to be removed, along with some trim to make it back out the door. We laid some two by six on the stairs and Dan produced a block and tackle and some ropes from well into the previous century. We hooked it up and the young men started to pull it, started, uh, to pull it up the ramp. That was tough going, so Roger wrapped the rope around the truck hitch and hooked it up to his van. A couple minutes later, we had escaped the basement. No one died. <laughs> After we finished loading everything up using about 14 ratchet straps, Dan thanked us for making his day happy, posthumously, on his 100 and his dad happy on his 102nd birthday. Luckily, it rained all the way home, and a week later, we unloaded it using a come along in gravity. No one died. And now I have an interesting project to complete. That was that was a horrible read. I should have read it before. <laughs> well, you you're reading it all chopped up. PJ sent screenshots. To yeah, be fair. I'm reading a whole bunch but of screenshots. So I read it before. Also, I Dave reached out to me about just like moving it, tips for moving it, and like things to bring and stuff. But I must have missed the part where he got that thing for free. So that's crazy. That's amazing. That's a good deal. Yeah, I yeah. have. I've got a couple here in town that I. I go by the um, 
the print shops that own them that don't seem to be using them every once in a while and kind of loiter around and ask them if they're ever getting rid of them. But so far, I haven't mm -hmm. haven't been lucky. Well, that's a cool story, and free is definitely the price we want. Um, the only thing better is if they're paying you to take it. So, so there is that. Good, uh, good send in, Dave. Thank you. We appreciate it, Tom. Yeah, that's a great deal. Tell us about your uh, adjacent deal. Yeah. So early one morning, Juan from Old Timey Tools sends me a message that kind of says it all. He said, how far are you from Bristol, Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> and that could only mean one thing. <laughs> Can you go to Bristol, Connecticut and pick something up for me? And uh, I said, th I think it said 30, 40 minutes maybe. And, um, and I... I forget how it all went down, but he said there's a there's a Delta Unisaw goose egg motor cover, which is a large cast iron cover for the motor on a Unisaw. I realize I said that forwards and backwards all just now. And they are very expensive. If you look on eBay, they go for $400, $500 almost. Um... And he's like, I can't even buy one right now. Like, I can't even find one, and I've been wanting one for a while. And he said, this guy has one, and he's selling it for 200 bucks, which is a deal. So I said, well, let me see what I can do. Give me, like, the, a rough address or something. And it was about 40 minutes. I said, well, and I think it was Saturday morning. I said, well, the blacksmith is up there, Woodbury Blacksmith. He's up there in the neighboring town. I said... Uh, let me see, let me see, let me check where his address is. And it's like three miles away. So at, at worst, I was like, let's just connect those two guys and maybe he can drop it off there and you can Venmo him. But the guy didn't want electronic payment and that's fine. Um, so I was like, well, let me go visit Chris at, at the Woodbury Blacksmith. I haven't seen him. I haven't been to the shop in like a month at least. Um, it'd be good to catch up with him and maybe I can two birds, one stone, make Juan happy, whatever. And I did. Um... The guy, I call the guy as my, as I'm going up there and he's like, oh, I'm in West Hartford. I'm, I'm at Costco. I'm not going to be there for a little while. I went, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, um, well maybe I can just leave the money here and you can drop it off later if that's okay. And he's like, yeah. And I go, well, I'll tell you what, tell me when you're coming back and maybe I'm here. So he calls me a good hour later and he says, I'll be back in 30 minutes. I said, I'll wait for you. And he comes back and. Uh, Juan had told me already, but he was, he used to be a machinist or ran a, you know, a job shop or something. He had, you know, dozens of bridge ports and all kinds of machinery and, um, old Delta tools. And he still has some, and I meant to go check it all out, but I ran out of time waiting for him. So, um, he brings the goose egg. It's great. I bought it immediately for, for Juan and, uh, the guy's 86 and he is, he is quick with a joke, you know, you know how some of those guys just have like jokes in their back pocket that they say all the time and they've rehearsed them a thousand times. This guy goes, well, yeah, I used my GPS. It tells me where I'm going and it reminds me where I, why I'm going there. Um, and I think I, I think I forgot to tell you the part where he's 86 years old. So that joke would have been funnier if I told that in order. Um, but he had just a bunch of one-liners like that. It was it was pretty funny. But I'm going to go back, and I'm going to check out the rest of the stuff. I know he's got a Delta bandsaw, but he's asking three fifty. But honestly, there's a chance it's a metal-cutting bandsaw, and I would pay that immediately. Mm. So, wish me luck. 
All right, so that's uh, to be continued. <clears throat> so that's well. No, oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm shipping the egg. I'm shipping the egg to uh, to Juan, and it weighs like 25 pounds, and it's it's not bad though. It's like 35 bucks to ship it. Uh, well, it's still under the eBay pricing. Um, oh, by far, yeah. totally worth it if you want one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm charging Juan 400. He doesn't know that yet. <laughs> There you go. That's the deal. Oh, I already listened to the show. <laughs> so maybe we maybe well, as PJ far as I'm maybe concerned, leap that I out. bought I bought an egg for two hundred bucks and I know somebody that wants one. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good that's a good story. I'm interested to see what the guy has, um, what you come up with. So mine is a uh, Ben makes KC is he's got a new profession and uh, he needed to have some training, which right today he's still in training, but his training is in West Virginia, which is close to me. And he had training last week and he's got training this week, but over the weekend he stopped by to hang out for a little bit. And he wanted to see my discount store that I always talk about, which there's there's only one of them here. It's a locally owned family business. And so I took him there and we walked through and he got some stuff. He was super happy. And we get back to my town and I was talking about how small the town is. And I'm like, let me give you the nickel tour. So we go like to the edge of town and then I turn down a side street and we're driving down and I'm just kind of pointing out little things. And as we get to the end of the street, we see what looks like a garage sale. And I'm like, hey, man, you want to stop? And he goes, oh, 100%. Yes, let's stop. So there's there's like a handful of people there. There's people sitting on chairs and stuff. And it looks like any other garage sale. So we, we pull over and we just walk up and we wave hello to everybody. And they kind of wave back. And we, we wander into the garage and we're like looking for tools and stuff. And then this really nice lady named Erin walks in and she goes, um, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm PJ. This is Ben. And, and she's like, oh, why are you here? <laughs> I'm like, well, we're, we're, we're here for the, for the garage sale. And she goes, this isn't a garage sale. And we're like, oh, God, what do you what do you mean? And she goes, well, this is uh, my my grandmother's house and she passed away and so family members are coming over to just pick up oh things that they want <laughs> and and we're like oh, oh well, my in that goodness. case i'm in that case i'm uncle <laughs> uncle pj uncle pj yeah so so it's a so it's a pre-sale exactly it's a pre-sale yeah too, too soon too soon no that's what i said i'm like i'm like oh oh so we're we're at the pre-sale and i give her a little wing and she goes Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just pick some things out. Let me know. You know, we'll come up with prices and stuff. That's fine. You know, we were going to have oh a garage sale. Anyway. So we turned it Stop into it. a garage sale, right? We made it into a garage sale. And oh she God. told us while we were in the garage looking at stuff that they were going to have a garage sale and that there was another garage in the back and several sheds that they were going to put stuff out for sale, right? And this guy hoarded a bunch of stuff. So... We were there for so long and she kept coming in to check on us that Ben's like, so, so the, the, the other sheds and stuff is off limits till the, till the garage sale happens. And she's like, 
Ah, come on, I'll walk you around back. So we just, we walked through, we oh went through God. everything. We went and walked through, it was like, the one shed on the side of the house was like a man cave. It had like a carpet in there with a little rocking chair, and he had like a moose on the wall, Like, all, and then there's a bunch of tools and mid knickknacks, and there was just stuff everywhere. He had a bus in the backyard with no front like the part where the engine and the steering wheel and everything would be was gone and it was just covered with like i don't know if it was wood or what but it was like walled off and you get in the bus and it's full of tiny tractors like like something you would put an eight-year-old right. on to to pull a lawnmower behind it's like these little kid-sized tractors and there was like three or four of them in there right and then there was like a, a wardrobe with old hunting jackets and like all this stuff. And um, Ben and I went through everything, you know, we as, as much as we could, you know. And um, Ben had his pile and, you know, he, he got his price. And I had my pile. And uh, I'm like, so what are you thinking? And the lady's like, I'm thinking like 100 bucks. And I'm like, oh, I, I've only got 43 in cash on me. And she goes, oh, 43 is not going to cut it. And I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, I, I said, I, you know, I live down the street. I was like, I, I can go get some more money. Let's let's talk. You know, where, where can we meet in the middle here somewhere? And we start haggling back and forth. But the only thing she's haggling on are these two vices that I picked up. And she's talking about them like she knows like a history on the vices. And she goes, well, on eBay, they're worth this much. And I'm like, well, I'm not offering you eBay prices. You know, I'm here now. If you want to put yeah. it on eBay, that's a different story. And she's trying so hard to haggle me. And then my phone rings and I just totally just answered it and walked away. <laughs> and totally oh like God. broke her stride. And, and it and, was Ben. Crawling with anxiety. Who you had set up before to call you. So so anyway, I come, uh, I come back in and she's like, all right, how about 65? And I'm like, yeah, done. I was like, I'll go, I'll go home and get the money. So I went home and I came back and I gave her the money and that was that. But um, for my 65 bucks, so this is what I ended up getting. Uh, I got uh, four 18 by six yellow storage bins, which I have probably 20 of these, but I keep buying more because they're super handy for organizing parts. I got a number 43 three inch Colombian vise with the conical hardy hole and swivel base. Now this is, I didn't realize this till I got home. This is the baby version of the first vice that I did abstract art on that, that I made it look like a castle with a dragon on top. So that's a four inch vice. This is a three inch. So I'm now gonna make this one the girlfriend of the other vice. I'm going to make a pink dragon that's going to be the girl and on her own castle and that's going to be the girlfriend of the blue dragon. So that's that's going to be fun. Uh, and then, nice. then there was a three and a half inch Litco vice with a swivel base. I got a... I've been wanting one of these for years but and it was weird that I found it there. I got a Myers leather sewing awl uh, complete in the box with the instructions and the tools and this is a it's a leather sewing tool for stitching leather by hand and um, if you've seen one before it's a wood handle it's got a spool of thread in the middle and then it's got a needle at the at the end 
And um, I've seen them for years, and I just was like, ah, it'd be nice to get one of those. Uh, I have an unknown amount, a roll of artificial sinew for sewing leather. Uh, I got a Scripto and a Ronson set of antique pocket lighters from my pocket lighter collection. I got a box of 100 electrical um, wire clamps for like electrical boxes. Uh, three bottle, three boxes of different size bolts, which uh, I just realized now I did not ask Tanda. Uh, Tanda, one of these boxes is, I have like five different sizes of aluminum bolts. And I have no idea. I didn't know they were aluminum when I bought them. What would those mm. be used for? I'm assuming it's a machining thing. Mm. You can get, I mean, if you, if you don't require, where I've seen them used is if you don't require the kind of tensile strength you would get from a steel bolt, you can use an aluminum bolt and save on weight. So it's and mainly it, for weight. Okay. Yeah. But that's that's the only place or I've no sparks. seen them seen them used um yeah it's i mean no it's non-ferrous so it, but usually if it's a arc and spark type environment like an explosive environment for some reason i it, i've seen brass used more than aluminum well brass is yeah, stronger that might that might work yeah well the nuts were aluminum too and um a couple of them were stuck and i had like a pair of two two different sets of of wrenches and i just snapped it trying to get the nut mm -hmm. off i just i broke it my hand so they're they're not that strong but i've got no they're I'm, not not strong no I've i mean i suppose bunch. you could anodize them if you were doing something decorative they you could anodize them to match something but well um, i'm now the proud owner of a, a whole set of them um i got a 1950s all metal foot pedal with a dual outlet Switch, like a dual outlet on it for plugging two different things in. One said motor, one said light. I don't know if it's variable speed or if it's just on off, but it's that old metal construction. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. I'll grab that. I got a 19, uh, an early 1980s Craftsman auto scroller that works like new and it's in good condition. Uh, I got eight Craftsman USA made open end wrenches, a Bonnie closed end, a Proto ratchet. And uh, a Craftsman quarter-inch socket bar with a ball detent head. So that was kind of nice. Uh, two new old stock dimmer switches and a new old stock uh, GFI Leviton outlet, electrical outlet. Uh, drill chuck on a keychain. A Fairchild electric hand drill like new in the original case. Full can of gun oil, which advertised that it was for oiling pretty much everything, including guns. I got a Stanley 199 and a Craftsman Art Deco set of utility knives. Uh, LED mini floodlight bulb, light bulb. Um, a torch sparker. That's one of the tri. It's got the, the three flints mm -hmm. on a triangle. Never seen that design before. Made no. in Allentown. So I was like, oh, and I looked this up and I don't know if it's the same company or if they got bought out by Hobart, but they still sell this under Hobart's name. And there's a few other ones that are selling the same exact design. Um, and I have to order uh, the spark because they're gone. The little replacement flints. Um, a vintage power switch with a hefty kerchunk. 
a power built pickle fork, which I'm going to be using for removing stuck on pulleys from motors. This was pretty cool. Uh, a solid copper 12 inch ruler that was about an inch and a half, two inches wide. Uh, copper colored hinged metal box. A four legged cast iron dressmaker's form base. So it basically looks like a giant X with a hole in the middle for putting a pole, but it was a it's a, it's a vintage dressmaker's form base that Ben looked up, and if we had the entire thing, it was worth nine hundred dollars. But mm. um, but the dress form wasn't on it. No, it was just the base. That was it. But eh, I like it. I'll do something with it. Um, I got eight brand new carabiners, like the the industrial kind of carabiners, various sizes. Uh, one inch wide, brand new roll of aluminum tape. Uh, two oilers. One was a large Eagle oiler. And then an old school steel milk crate that was approximately one foot cubed. 12, 12, 12. And all that for 65 bucks. So, you put that, right. do you use that like on those screeching eagles? The eagle oilers? Is that what those are for to keep them from screeching or? We don't have any eagles here, so I'm not 100% sure what other people use them for. Well, maybe, maybe you do, and they're all oiled up, so you just don't hear them. That's possible. Mm, good point, good point. But I'm pretty aware of all the birds in my area, and there's nothing the size of an eagle that I'm aware of. Maybe they're, maybe they're stealth eagles, and I just haven't seen them. But, Could um, be. Yeah. I did, did see a raven while I was driving around running my errands today. But definitely you really not. don't have eagles? I thought eagles were all across the U.S. If they are here, uh, I have never seen them in my area. Well, they might, <clears throat> they migrate. So, like by me, they're only here in the winter. They nest mm -hmm. and feed and then leave. Um, <clears throat> I I don't know. Um, it's possible we have the smaller eagles, not like the bald eagles. Bald eagles are pretty big, but right, like golden eagles. Or... We might have some golden eagles or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of the birds we have here are tiny, really, really tiny. It's I don't I really don't understand it personally. I, I would think because I'm in the woods, there would be more. But right, we had friends growing up that had a a house that sat kind of on this on the edge of this hill overlooking the river, and. Uh, and there were a pair of eagles that nested for years, you know, each year in a tree that was kind of down the hill from their house. So it was really cool. You could stand there with binoculars and look out their window kind of down into the nest. Mm. So that was really a, a cool vantage point. That is pretty cool. Um, they never I've, oiled them as far as I know, though. Well, I mean, to me, that just sounds like they were lazy. They, they should have at least Or tried. they didn't have an eagle oiler or even know they existed. That's possible. <laughs> That's possible. Um, you yeah. should kind of get back in contact with them. Find out if they actually, if they don't have one, I've, I've got one. Just okay. I'll let them know. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right. It is time for personal history. Tom, what's your personal history with this... Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever in my life. Um, so I don't really have any, even as a kid, like I didn't, um, I didn't really, I don't think I've ever, ever, especially on this podcast. Tom, I, it, 
something you you might take up though something you might want to learn or well yeah i think it's something that i think i think it'd be good to know um but like i know that i've been bleeped more in my life than i've i've even i think pretty sure oh so you're Especially saying on that, this podcast yeah so you're saying that you know people with with the skill that uh, yeah okay i mean i know I know the tools. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know you know I'm I'm familiar with them. I have a working knowledge of them. You know I have a YouTube knowledge of them, but I've never really uh, dug in and really honed that craft. Mm. So um, yeah, it's worth a try. A sidebar, Tanda. Yeah. So uh, Tom says this, uh, but he has only listened to one show that we've recorded. So how does he know? He's being bleeped. That's that is the conundrum here. He he's not. He, he doesn't have any proof. And mm. and and he is by far bleeped more than either of, of us. So you're you're arguing that uh, that he really does have does have this skill. I think so. Yeah. And doesn't even realize it. He's a savant. That's yeah. one way of putting it. Yeah. 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 That or he's got yeah. Tourette's. I don't. I don't know. It's one of the two. It yeah, could be. Could be one or the other. But yeah, uh, yeah. I have to agree. I think that. I think he's holding out on us. I think he's actually really good at it, and he just doesn't want to brag about it. Oh, that's possible. He is very humble. Yeah. 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 That. That's probably it. That's most. That's most likely it. In fact, that's probably what he's off doing right now. Oh, it looks. It looks like he's. He's bleeping right uh, tom tom what what, what oh, are you doing yeah yeah what's going on buddy no, huh what are you doing uh nothing no nothing no, i was just talking to my kids oh okay. sorry yeah i was distracted gotcha gotcha okay uh, speaking of kids i um so i my 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 oldest is seven and he i'm sure at this point knows pretty much every under the sun and, um, not that he knows what they all mean, but he probably knows them all. And I tell him, he's not allowed to use them, but it's more like, I tell him he's not allowed to use them until he can be responsible for using them. Meaning, defending his, his speech, and defending himself, and he's too little right now. So it's more like that, and, and... I, th- I hope that tells him to just be responsible with that kind of language. Um, I'm not against I don't have any, obviously, I, I but um, probably too much, probably too much to my kids. But again, they can't say it back, so it's unfair. Um, but there's no, there's no stopping a kid from school. There's no kid, you know, and he can be responsible for those words when he's saying them to his friends, right? Like he can defend himself, so to speak. When he's using those words and choosing to use those words. But, like, let's just stop pretending like we can get our kids to not do it. I, I feel like you could say a lot of different things to kids, though. I mean, you could just say it in such a way, like, you could yell and be like, Hey, listen here, cinnamon bits! You're gonna do what I tell you to do! You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I've known, I've had... Monkey father! Yeah! <laughs> Shut the front door. Shut the front door. I had, yeah. uh... I had a friend that dated, or I had uh, a friend of my daughter's, and they dated for a little window of time, and and his family and him had substitute swear words for everything that they just dropped in, and it just, 
I don't know, you almost had to laugh because it just was like, it's like, it's obvious what your intent was and it's a good stand-in because it makes it really obvious what your intent was. So how is that, how much different is that linguistically than just saying the actual word? Right. There, there is. We're all thinking it. There is a. Uh, we, we were talking in the pre-show about um, reels on Instagram, and there is one out there of this little girl running up to her mother and her father with a paper, and she goes, "Surprise, mother, father!" And she she gives them the report card, and they're like, "Oh, this is a great <laughs> report card." <laughs> so, yeah, that's a classic. Mother, father. Yeah. So was that it, Tom, or did you did you have anything else there? No, I think I think that's it. I mean, I really grew up in a in a more um, I don't want to say things that people don't understand. I'll say religious and a little more strict, but it wasn't maybe what you're thinking. And I think I heard my father like four times ever, like ever. He never. And as I got older, I would just start in front of him just because I, I had to make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> just, and most of the times I heard him directly at me or my brother. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was really, he was really, um, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. He was a great man. <laughs> not, not just for that reason. But that's all I got. All right, all right. Well, that's uh, that's more than we expected. Tanda, uh, what is your personal history with this? Uh, with um, I I would say that I I grew up kind of around it, and so and and I have kind of a funny story, but I'll get to that. Um, I I grew up. My mother passed away when I was eight, and so it was kind of my dad and I, um, and. My dad worked in the oil field and I went to work with him, you know, so I was kind of in this um, environment where people didn't expect their, for their kid to be in that environment and didn't really watch themselves very well because it was unexpected that there was some kid hanging out. So I'm, I heard certainly everything um, as, a, as a youngster and... Uh, my dad, um, and, and this kind of ties into the story, he kind of peppered his language with and it was rarely ever in, like, in anger or at somebody. It was him talking about somebody or something that he disagreed with. Wasn't the sort of person, like, in traffic or whatever, you know, he was really calm, cool, and collected. But it just kind of came out as appropriate when he was talking about things that he didn't care for or disagreed with. And uh, one time when I was in high school, he had gotten remarried. And, uh, and my stepmom was doing something. I think she was vacuuming the floor and something got caught in the vacuum and it did something, you know. And she was like, this vacuum. And she like slams it down. And I'm like, what? What are you Oh my gosh, I, I've never heard you like that. And she got really mad at me because she was like, your dad all the time. And, it's, and, and I thought about it for a little bit and I was like, yeah, but that's just a part of his vocabulary. 
I mean, you you did it with intention <laughs> and like were mad. That's just how he talks. You know, it's just part of his language. And so it was it was odd because it was like, well, that's different. You you said the same word, but you you said it with intent and anger. He just he just says it because it just kind of comes out and it's part of the sentence. <laughs> yeah. So add a character. Um, that's awesome. And I I don't. That reminds me. I've never I've never Sorry. very much. I mean just just for effect around you know around people I know just to kind of catch them off guard or something. But it's certainly not. Yeah. Not it's out of character when I do. Yeah. It reminds me of a joke about a, a little boy that comes home with uh, driving home with his grandmother and they get home and grandpa's there and greets him and gives him a big hug. And, and the little boy looks up at grandpa and goes, grandpa, we just drove all the way home and we didn't see one. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You, you said that. You, I remember when you told me that. Yeah. There were all those, those uh, like dirty Henry jokes or whatever. About the little kid with the foul mouth in class. Have you heard those? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Oh, I've, uh, I've heard them. A bunch of them. Yeah, the the the, the joke goes that uh, you know there's this little kid, um, Dirty Henry, and he's he's only in like third grade, but he's got a horrible foul mouth, and the teacher is going through the alphabet asking kids to come up with a word that they know that starts with a particular letter because they're learning their letters, and. Uh, um, so she says, can you, th- can anyone think of a word with an, that starts with an A and dirty Harry raises his hands. And he's just like waving them around. And, and she's like, I'm not, there's, I got to call on anybody else. I can't call on him. Cause he's going to say, I know he is. So she calls on, on Susie and Susie says, apple. She's like, very good, Susie. And she goes, what, what about, what about B? And he raises his hand. He starts like swing it around and she's like no no he's gonna he's gonna say butthole or something and so she calls on on al and and al says banana oh good good al and so she says you know she goes to c and she's like c oh gosh no who knew about yeah that could that'd be horrible i mean the kids probably don't even know what he would say and and uh so he'd, he'd probably say or something and so i i can't do that she goes through the whole alphabet and she gets up to r and and he's raised his hand every single letter, and she's thought of something he could say, and she's sitting there thinking, I can't think of anything that uh, any bad words that start with R, and he's going to tell his mom and dad I'm just not calling on him, so I I'll, I can't think of anything. I'm going to call on him, and she's like, Well, okay, Henry, what uh, what's a word you can think of that starts with R? And Henry says, Rats, rats with on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh so that's that's my that's my cursing joke. So that's that's, that's one great. of there's there's a the oh one I know God. that's that's much shorter is um they're having they're doing like questions in class and uh, I don't remember what the teacher's question was but it's like a guessing game kind of a thing and uh, the one I heard was Dirty Johnny that was the, mm-hmm. the it was the different it must be his brother. So he says, he says, uh, um, hey, teach. He says, I got something in my pocket. It's round, it's hard, and it's got a head. And the teacher says, Johnny, don't you even think about it. And he goes, it's a nickel, but I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> so it was, you know, oh, there's a man. whole series of those. Yeah, um, you know. we got to save these for the. 
We gotta save these for the joke episode. Yeah, I'll just I'll just bleep this entire section. Well, you, well, every episode's a joke, so I guess it's fitting. Yeah. So was that was that uh, was that everything, Tanda? Yeah, that's that's I I don't really have a long long history of or or use much. Well, I think for me the 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 time period that sticks out first i should say um my mother and my father never really i mean i'm sure my dad did but not around me i never really i don't remember him ever cursing at home and um my mother didn't either and even like in like like as he got as i got older and i hung around with him more when he was in like his kind of adult environments like it wasn't around the house like it was at work or he's out with friends or whatever and i was there because i was sometimes i would work for my dad and i would be like around all his buddies i would hear a little bit then but even then you know he didn't really it wasn't like a lot you know it was just like occasionally he would accent something he was saying and like one thing I remember, which I think is hilarious, um, now that I reflect on it, I was probably maybe sixteen or seventeen, and I was I was working for him selling T-shirts at this show. Um, it was a, I think it was a paramedics convention at the Concord Hotel in upstate New York, which no longer exists. It burned down, but it was a huge old school hotel, and I was walking behind him. And he's walking with two of his buddies. And they're they're talking about some guy that I didn't know. And my dad goes, he's laughing. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but Charlie could f*** a wet dream. You know, and was, <laughs> I'm just like, what? You know. Those moments when you realize your parents are people. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that is one particular moment I remember. But in, as a general rule, he, he really didn't curse that much. My dad was, if he wanted to be intimidating, cursing had nothing he didn't need to be. Um, but I remember, like, the fourth grade. The fourth grade, I, I can recall as being, like, I hit the big seven of all of the because I was discussing it with my friends. Like, we were going over all the and what they meant. And, like, was so that, that we, like during the era when George Carlin did did his bit about the seven words you can't say on television? Did that coincide with, mm-hmm. or what? Did your number just happen to be seven? Uh, no, this this had nothing to do with him, to my knowledge. Um, this would have been mid eighties. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. know when that mm-hmm. act even came out. Um, however, I digress. As I've gotten older, uh, I have I pretty much stick to. The basics. I know there are some people out there that that really get creative. Like they they invent things that like I I hear them in movies and I'm like, oh that's that's really colorful. I didn't think I had a, hadn't thought of that one there. That's a, that's funny. You know, um, like I I was watching uh, I can't think of what it was, but the movie that won Best Picture this year was Coda. It was uh you know the the children of deaf deaf adults. And in the movie, the the daughter who can speak and hear is having a conversation with her deaf brother who is her in sign language. And like he like he 
I think like uh, he called her a waffle vagina or something like that. And I'm like, oh my god, what? And then she looks at him and she goes, she answers him. She goes, that was very creative, very nice. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know, because she's constantly him trying to get him to come up with better comebacks. That's like throughout the movie, like that's that's how they work. Which I found, I thought that was really kind of, um, in a way that like siblings kind of bicker back and forth at one another. I mm. thought it was kind of cute to see these, you know, basically like adult age siblings um, do that, but do it in sign language. You know? Right. Um, so you know, everybody does it, but as I got. Uh, older and more mature i think that it sort of um wasn't quite to the effect that your dad where everything you know he was just saying it casually in conversation it was never like that for me but i do it mostly to be funny or to accent something if i think that i can or or sometimes to break tension like i've done it when i am um if i'm on a pick or i go to go, go to get a tool or something and I start talking to the guy, and it seems like he's that kind of guy, but he feels like he's got to hold back because this is somebody he doesn't know. I'll throw a little something out there and see if it cracks a smile, and then all of a sudden we're buddies, you know, because because mm -hmm. I broke the ice for him. So there, I use it as as a tool, I think, um, but mainly to be funny. That's that's most of the time what I do. Some, something I I do um, that. Uh, at work that that is funny it is the, the only person i'm ever derogatory to um at work is myself um and so i will have um designed something uh maybe i designed something six months ago and now we're revisiting the project and and something comes up about that particular thing and maybe it's you know, it, it's hard to fit right or it doesn't mate with something else or, you know, for whatever reason, we're talking about it. And I'll just be like, that, the stupid <laughs> who designed that, I can't believe they put that. <laughs> and it just catches everybody off guard because I don't talk like that <laughs> and I don't say that about anybody at work. And and my there's I have one coworker that, that is on to it now. And so he just starts laughing and then everybody else is really looking at me weird because there's this meeting of like seven or eight people and i'm uncharacteristically running Ooh. down the whoever designed this this stupid part um and and he's laughing at me doing it and then and then they're like well, <laughs> well who designed that and it's like well i i did you know yeah i do something similar when my kids are acting out in public or like just like screaming right. or being just crazy right. whose kids are like, these <laughs> whose kids are these or i'll be like where are his parents <laughs> oh wait so, so um you guys know about the uh the comedy routine with ellen degeneres be familiar with that that she just did last year mm -hmm. so ellen degeneres does no. not she's she's never in her comedy at all Mm -hmm. And she did a one-hour special on Netflix, and she's talking about she's in, she's she's talking about being like living in Hollywood and stuff, and she it goes to like somebody's having a big party at their mansion, and so she 
ghost she's invited so she goes to the party and there's someone at the door that stops her and she's and and she's like well what's the problem here and the guy's like you got to take your shoes off and she looks and sees that everybody else is taking their shoes off and they've got all of these like shoe shoe shelves like all near the door and they've Mm -hmm. got all these little slippers and stuff for people to put on and she's looking at this and she's thinking to herself there's no way they're cleaning all those slippers. I got to get the out of here. <laughs> and everybody just lost it because it's completely out of character for her to, to, to say that. Um, so I think used properly, you know, it, it's, it's, it's beneficial in so many ways. But like Tom said, when kids first learn, they don't understand the true uh the push you know they just they just know it's it's a it's a it's taboo that's the only thing that they really get in the beginning right and there's so many levels to it you really need life experience to to fully invest yourself in this kind of skill that's that's what well, I, I thought say. tom's answer was interesting earlier on that you have to um you have to know how to properly use it before you're allowed to to use it or something which was yeah was interesting and i don't remember i mean i don't remember my kids ever ever and i don't really and so um or, or when they did as they got older you know that first time or two you're kind of taken aback cuz it's not something you've heard him say before but yeah i don't i don't remember it being a problem when they were kids like worrying about them at school or anything right i i mean i i basically addressed it because i don't want to limit i don't want to limit the music we can listen to and there's plenty of music with that language in it now you know what i mean like i made i made the mistake i made the mistake of wanting to listen to dmx on the way home one day and i'm like oh this was a bad idea i have to explain so many things like i like we oh it was bad uh, I'm probably going to hold off on DMX for a couple more years, but, um, you know, even, even milder stuff, there's still, and like the FU song right now, um, ABCDEFU, um, like it's a catchy song and I know he knows the word. So why be awkward about it? Why like, and we'll listen to the unedited version. Like he's going to get, ex- he's exposed to it everywhere anyway. So why not? tell him that I'm at least comfortable with with it around him. Even though he's not allowed to use it, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to parent. I'm just trying. <laughs> yeah, you just have, to, just have to keep practicing. It'll, it'll come to you eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that note, we're going to commercial. I would, wait a second. Before we go to the commercial, I have a funny, a funny story that Tom reminded me of by saying that. Um... So, are you familiar with the Presidents of the United States of America, the band? Yes. No. And the, the song, P-O-A. the song Kitty. Yeah, and uh, you know the song Kitty. No. Um, it, it's like you know, Kitty at my foot, and I want to touch it. Kitty at my foot, you know, and it goes on, and it's like you know, pussy purring and looking so satisfied. I'm lost in your yellow round eye. Da 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 da. It goes on and on and on, and then oh and then God. it's like Kitty rear up and scratch me on my leg. Cause he's talking about this kitty and it's, you know, um, and then, and then it says, 
Kitty, you're going, you're sleeping out outside tonight. And, and it, you know, like just kind of shouts that, right? So we're listening to this on the radio and, or listening to it on a CD in the car. And my kids are young. So we're listening to it and I like the song. So I'm listening along. And then at some point I'm, and I'm singing loudly along with it, uh, you know, and they're kind of, you know, it has a lot of refrain that says over and over. So they're singing along too. And it comes up to that point And I'm like, and I realize, oh my gosh, I forgot it had this line. And I turn down the radio, but still sing the line at the top of my lungs. So that was really funny. I turned I turned the radio off as that line came up awesome. uh, to to protect my children, but then forgot to stop singing it myself. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And they they remind me of that occasionally. How funny that was. We'll have to have them on the show. Well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial interludes and stuff. Hi, y'all. This is Edna down at Johnson's Hardware. Have you ever hit your finger with a hammer? Oh, come on. Of course you have. You can admit it. We've all hit our finger with a hammer. Well, you're in luck because now at Johnson's Hardware, for just $275.37, we have the Swammer. That's right. The Swammer is a hammer that has that skin-detecting technology that all of those newfangled table saws have. So if you ever hit your finger with this hammer, well, it won't stop or it won't keep you from hurting your finger, but it It'll launch into a episode that a sailor would blush at. And it will be so loud that no one will hear anything you'll say for five minutes. And it just keeps going. That's not all. The Swammer also has kinetically triggered airbags. So if you throw it across the room, the violent spinning of the Swammer will engage the airbags, which will keep it from destroying your newly created project. The Swammer has absolutely no warnings or counterindications. You can give it to children, to pets. There's nothing that could possibly go wrong with this and it's now on sale at johnson's hardware for the low low price of 275 dollars and 37 cents you'll find it on our vacuum aisle look for us at johnson's hardware at patreon.com forward slash maker skills what the heck nabbit i need to get me one of them anyone know what street patreon is on i need to go all right it's time for crossbreeding tom but skill goes well with Oh. I mean, I'm never prepared for this, but... I, I don't know. S- speech giving. S- speech giving? That's the worst answer I could possibly have thought of. Um, I do, have no idea what you... goes well with Writing? Reading? Words? Wording. I'm, is wording a I'm skill? Gonna, I'm going to say driving. Most most of the most of the piece. Oh, that's yeah, a good answer. That's a that's a skill that goes Ooh, well with. Good answer. Most people I know that uh, that while driving are 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 not great drivers. <laughs> they're, they're, they're usually that people cutting them off that they've just run up on. Tanda understands yeah. the assignment, Tom. So did you did you land? Yeah, on I totally I totally. No, you go first or second. I'll go ninth. Um, I'm going to take the one that you should have took because I want to steal it from you. Um, parenting. Parenting goes well. With yeah. It. Yeah. You should have yeah. You should have been all over that. Just saying. I should have. So we're back to you. Yeah. Is calling customer service a skill? Tanda, you want to weigh in on this? 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a learned skill because oh, I've, I've lived with people before that absolutely refuse to uh, call or confront anyone they didn't know on a telephone. Mm. They, they, would, they would not call a stranger on mm. a telephone. They had to know the person mm-hmm. who was going to answer at the other end or it totally petrified them. So I think that's something you have to work your way up to. Interesting. I worked with a guy that would not order lunch, but I, to this day, think he was just pulling our legs and never wanted to order yeah. lunch. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, I've known people that just didn't, that they didn't deal well with talking to a stranger on the phone, which was weird. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Too funny. Nailed it. Next. Totally off topic, but I worked with a guy that insisted. Always is. Insisted. He could not sit through a movie in a movie theater because if he sat in a dark room, he'd fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I call because I don't think that's true <laughs> that you can't sit in a dark room for two hours with a giant well, bright screen oh, I, on you. you oh, know? I think so. I had a that's I had a plausible. friend in college who, if he wasn't driving, he could not stay awake in the car. And if he was driving, he was okay. But if he was riding in a car... Whoa. He would, Passed he, out. you could not keep him awake. You'd be talking to him and he would just like, pass out. Have the opposite problem. Kind of rock him I, to sleep or something. Was it a drive-in theater though? Well, the car wasn't driving. I don't know. He probably, I don't know. Maybe it was just a, in the car thing. Mm. I, I, PJ, I think I'm with you because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some enemies real quick. I went to see Lord of the Rings with friends mm-hmm. long time ago we could probably figure out when that was and i was probably still in high school maybe and i didn't get it and i didn't like it and i've seen them since and they're fine but it was so bad or i was just in the wrong mood that i just i was like you know what i'm just gonna nap through it and then and then the screeching horses <laughs> came in <laughs> and i couldn't I couldn't even sleep through it. It was awful. <laughs> it was my, so uh, bad. Movies allowed. Week. Yeah. My yeah, my dad was, um, was not a movie goer. I could probably, I, I can we think of these. maybe I can think of four times my dad ever saw a movie in a theater or at a drive-in, and and only two of those were at a movie theater. And one of them, he went with my stepmom, who wanted to go with a couple of um, friends. So my stepmom and, and my dad and one of her friends and her husband went to see Star Wars. And my dad fell asleep uh, <laughs> dur- during Star Wars. And, and it thoroughly That's embarrassed great. her that, uh, you know, they were going out on this, this double date. And my dad slept through Star Wars, the biggest movie of its day. <laughs> So, so Tom, I have a, a funny anecdote for Lord of the Rings. So I, I knew that there was three movies because there was three books, but I hadn't read any of them. I, and I knew it was a series, but I didn't know that it was a connected series. Like I thought that they were individual stories. And so I went to see the first Lord of the Rings, which was like three hours or something, right? It's a super long movie. And yeah. And then there's no ending. That's it. That's it. We get so it's like it's like two (laughs) hours. I I didn't mean to spoil it. It's like two hours and fifty minutes, and I'm checking my watch, (laughs) and I'm like, this little hobbit better hurry up and throw the ring in the volcano. It's got ten minutes left, and then it just stopped, and I'm like, what the man? 
Where did he, you can't just stop the well, movie. Listen, as long as, as long as we're down this rabbit hole, my my father, myself, and my brother all went to see, um, hidden. What was that one? Hidden Tiger or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah, yeah sure. And we didn't know anything about it. We we're like, oh, it's a popular movie. Let's go watch it. And didn't realize it was entirely in subtitles, which is fine, but not if you don't know it ahead of time. Like, that's just, we. you want to watch a movie you want to enjoy, you don't want to read the whole That's my opinion and millions of others' opinions, so don't argue with me. But then, we're walking out of the theater, we're like, oh, okay, great. And we were just kind of disappointed. So we're like, well, let's go see another movie, which is, like, unheard of. Like, who watches two movies in a single night at a theater <laughs> and spends $10,000 on it? It's so expensive. So we go back and we're like, we're going to watch this movie. And it was Traffic, which was half Spanish. <laughs> it, was about the, it, was, it was about the drug traffic. Well, I don't remember what night the movie was really about, subtitles. but it was drug trafficking. Yeah, and it was half in subtitles. It was so miserable. Anyways, are we done with movies? I don't even know that how we the, get on The this. only movie I remember seeing in a theater with subtitles was uh, Eye of the Tiger. Um the, you know, the Rocky the movie. Um, well, the Eye oh. of the Tiger was the... Well, it was uh, called Rocky. Yeah. Was it Song. Rocky 3 or whatever? One of the Rocky movies. Yeah. Um, but I was in Sweden at the time. So that was weird <laughs> to watch an American movie with, with subtitles in a foreign language. That's awesome. Um, it's like, they had subtitles for Stallone's uh, yeah. speech Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't hardly understand him, so they have to put subtitles. <laughs> So, that was a terrible so, uh, impression, but you get the point. Interesting fun fact, and then we're moving on. Uh, when I used to go to the Cannes Film Festival, okay, there are movies from all over the world. So if the movie is in another language that's not English or French, like if it's if it's from mm-hmm. South um, South Korea, obviously the movie will be in Korean, but then the subtitles will be in English and French. So you have two mm-hmm. sets of subtitles mm-hmm. at the bottom. Right. Um, but if it's in English, it'll only be in French. And if it's in French, it'll only be in English, the subtitles. Right. So it's it's just because English is so... Uh, like all of the um, proceedings are either in French or English. That's like the only acceptable... Like, <laughs> right. Everybody else is just out of luck. Out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But um, anyway, I thought that was... I've never seen anywhere else where it's double subtitled. Um, but the screen was also like, I don't know, a thousand feet wide. Like it's the most biggest screen. You know, it's the it's the, it's the, the, the Grand Lumiere um, screening room, which holds like, uh, I think it's like 5,000 people. Like it's it's big. Jeez. Oh, wow. So, um, so they had room for two two sets of subtitles. Oh, I'm sick and tired of this bullpocket. So, in the pre-show, we somehow got off on this tangent about almond milk, thanks to Tom. <laughs> and apparently, Tom and yeah, well, there. <sighs> Tom, why don't you tell everybody what you told us? I, I don't. I, this is, this is just, 
you know what? This is the perfect segment we, for we the have, show. We have to, ad- we have to admit it. Completely the, the, the whole topic of our show usually comes about in the pre-show. No. Well, I, we're not going to talk about politics, but it came up because of, well, kind of politics. I was like, dairy farmers figured out how to get almond milk to stop saying milk on the container. And I argued that we need to do that for the word news and take take the word news, news off of, of programs like ABC News and NBC News and Fox News like it's not news so uh, I just feel bad for all the you know dairy farmers I guess so um, I told Tom he was wrong and that I had almond milk downstairs in my refrigerator and I got up and left and I went downstairs and got the carton and it just says almond it does not say milk mm-hmm. on the carton. It says almond and mm-hmm. the flavor, and that's it. And I want to know when Tom got into my home and switched out my milk jugs. Yeah, PJ was pretty <laughs> adamant. I mean, he, he got up from his chair, and he was like, no, I have almond milk in the fridge. I'm going to show you. And he leaves the podcast, goes off to his refrigerator, and then comes back without anything in his hand. And Yeah. Yeah. Until that point, I had no idea, no recollection. I, I've been drinking this for I don't know how many years. Didn't realize that milk was no longer on the container. Like, it just never, never, it's it's one of those things where if you're not looking for it, uh, it's just, it, it, it it's not even something that registers. And I, I thought, I don't know. People should know about this. Like, check your refrigerators, people. You know, if you you don't know what's happening because you're not paying attention, like me, you don't have. You know milk. what? Maybe it, maybe it's up... the same effect with all of these programs that used to that you know have the name news, and it's we've just been habituated into thinking that uh, that whatever they say is uh, is actually of value. Yeah, maybe we could come up with a new word. I've I've I'm. I would come up with a new word, but I'm kind of busy right now. I'm, I'm, I've got a petition. I'm trying to get a whole bunch of people to sign to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to see if we can reclassify almonds as a mammal. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, I think if we can get it, almonds <laughs> reclassified as a mammal, then we can get milk back on the carton. You know, I was about to say that you can't call it almond juice because it's not a fruit or a vegetable, but I just Googled the word juice and, um, one definition says the liquid obtained from a present or present in fruit or vegetables. But the next one says the liquid that comes from meat or other food when cooked. Well, I guess. Well, I yeah, any kind of right. juice. It, I mean, it's not a juice. Yeah. Big juicy steak doesn't have any but fruit you coming don't get, out of it. You don't get, there's no juice when you cook almonds. You got to squish them. Well, not with an attitude mm. like that. <laughs> yeah. Not with that attitude. Um, so it can't be juice, can't be milk. I, I say we spend the rest of the evening figuring this out. I'm still, I'm still a big fan of squeezins. I like squeezins. Almond squeezins. Although it's kind of big to fit on a carton. Or is it something else? It's probably a different process. Hmm. I feel like there should be some sort of combination of almond and liquid. Alquid. Soaks. It soaks. It's not squeezed. The almonds simply soak in water overnight for up to two days. 
The longer you soak the almonds, the creamier the milk or not milk will be. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a so second. It's a tincture. It's an almond tincture. Are you trying to tell well, me? They're calling them beans. Oh, wait a minute. Water, wait so a minute. Tom? Tom? Are you, yeah, are you trying to tell I'm me here. we're drinking the almonds bath water? That's that's what we're... Ha- that's exactly... That's pretty much Exactly it. what I'm telling you. So they're washing the huh, almonds... That's a good and, name. And Is that a good name? Bath... Almond bath water? Almond... Uh, almond... Almond drainage. It's got a catchier... Almond drainage, yeah. Sounds like it's sick. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. exactly what we're drinking, though. S- almond soakers. Almond so- runoff. I mean, I don't drink it anyway, it so be. it's not going to bother me. Hmm... PJ, why do you get almond milk? Well, uh, let's let's back up to when I was drinking two gallons of milk a week years ago. Oh, uh, fast forward, fast forward a little bit from there. Gallon and a half. Uh, gallon and a half, yeah, <laughs> gallon and a half. Uh, I found out that it's not good for you, and um, it didn't it didn't. Almond milk? No, regular milk. Regular milk. I'm very confused. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain. Okay. Uh, it has nothing to do with with doctors telling you things or the government telling you things. There was a guy that was yeah. giving a talk. You usually base your things on looser things. Yes, yes. There was a guy that was giving a talk on being healthy, right? And he said something that I'd never heard before but made total sense. He said, listen, if you are still drinking milk, you have never been weaned, okay? If you look at animals, animals drink mother's milk for a year and then they eat what the parents eat. And children, human children, should drink milk when they're little. But there comes a point where they should stop and eat what the adults eat. And he said, if you look, and this is uh, this was back in early 2000. And what I'm about to tell you, I just <sighs> saw two months ago recently confirmed. Like doctors and scientists released a statement. So 20 years later, they confirmed what this guy said. If you look at the top three producers, or I'm sorry, top three consumers uh, worldwide of dairy products, in the exact same order, they are the top three countries uh, with the highest levels of osteoporosis, which is bone cancer. So the effect of consuming too much dairy is that your body thinks, I have too much and it starts purging the calcium out of your system, which then causes the bone cancer. So anyway, this is this is what this guy was talking about. He's like, you know, you, sh- you need to be healthy. Um, you need to wean yourself off milk. It's okay to have it once in a while, but you can't have it like all the time. Your body just isn't built that way. It's not, it's no, no bodies mm-hmm. are built that way. So then from there I went to soy milk because that at the time soy milk was like the thing to go to. And then later on, they're like, oh, well, if you're a guy, don't drink soy milk because it's got too much estrogen in it and that's bad for you. So then the next step from that was almond milk because almond milk was becoming popular and I've been drinking almond milk. Now, is your almond milk enriched with vitamin D? I don't even know anymore. I have no Hmm. idea. That would seem to defeat the whole, uh, you know, uptake of. I don't know. Yeah, of calcium. I think it's, that's a catalyst it, for. It's mostly water, you know. It's yeah, it's like almond bath, bath water. water. Yeah, bath water. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they had they they washed the, the almonds with vitamin D soap. I I don't know. Um, 
Almond Suds. I think that's our name. What is Dirty Bath Water called? I mean, that's we need to. That's 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 what the name should be. Dirty Bath Water. It's um. There should be a name for that, Tom. <laughs> There's got to be no, like some kind of slang milk. for it, like slud. <laughs> milk soup. Milk or milk? Mm, yeah. No. Why does my toddler drink dirty bath water? I'm gonna click on that link. You guys finish up the show. Oh, it tastes God. like almond milk. Yeah, that's the reason. Why else would he do it? It looks like almond milk too, doesn't it? <laughs> if you Starting... soak a toddler in bath water for like an hour, and then 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 could you sell that as like toddler milk? I think so. Well, you can't say milk though. Oh. It'd be toddler squeezins. What if what if you <laughs> What if you soaked what if you like soaked a goat or a cow in water? Like say you say you just soak a cow in Cow's water for milk. an hour. Is that is that be cow milk? I uh I think I mean it's the same way almond milk right. is made, right? You soak almonds and uh Well, I'm pretty sure that's why they're not allowed to call it milk anymore. I think that's because you whole... have to actually soak cows in to get true well, I think milk. People you were have soaking soak cows, cows and calling it milk. Yeah, uh, they were taking bowls and soaking bowls. Tom and uh, serving that up as cows. That's milk. that's not the reason. The reason we can't call it milk anymore is because farmers are. What? You can't say that. This is America. <laughs> that's, who, that's who feeds us. <laughs> I can say whatever we, I want. We'd, it's my be in, podcast. we'd be in horrible shape without farmers. Hey. Yeah. I didn't say they don't provide a function. Actually, yeah, I I think it would be ranchers actually, or I I guess it's a dairy. Why do they call it a dairy farmer? They provide a function, but you could provide a function and still be an. Listen, those are the people that grow tacos, and I don't mess with those people. That must be a, a difference between whether you you kill the cow, or you just milk it. Whether you're a rancher or a farmer. Mm. Because you're a cattle rancher if you're raising meat, but you're a dairy farmer. So if you fed your cow a diet of oranges, um, when you milk it, would sherbet come out? Not unless it was cold enough. <laughs> Only you if you milked it in the dead of winter. <laughs> Do you remember? I just, I don't even remember the whole show. Beavis and Butthead see like a, a it was like a brown horse. <laughs> And they were trying to get chocolate milk out of it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my god, mm. so bad. I, I think um, I think we've beat this dead horse. Let's uh, let's move on. More what I came from. All right, as if the show couldn't get any worse. It's time for short and sweet. Tom, do you got anything to wrap up the show? Yeah, Rice Dream is uh, sweet, and it comes in a short bottle. Oh, Rice Dream. I forgot about that. The rice water. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Rice milk, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Rice water. You just soak rice, and then you drink it. It's great. That stuff I never could get into, and I couldn't get into the coconut water either. I never liked either one of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. My, uh, my sister and her kids drink a lot of weird stuff. They, 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 they have all kinds of weird drinks all the time. Oh, to, it's to coconut answer, water or rice milk or kombucha. Or, yeah. Tanda, to answer your question, I use the almond milk in my morning smoothies. 
that's that's mainly what I use it for. Um, and then if I had like uh, like for dinner tonight, I had some mashed potatoes. I'll put a little bit of milk on the mashed potatoes just to you know so they don't dry. Does it out. make like if you use it to make gravy? Does it what? does it work the same? Yeah. No. Yeah. Stop it. We're going to have to start the short and sweet segment all over because we just continued the freaking almond section. Tom, uh, it's on you. Go. Short and sweet. I already went. He already Frog went. pod. I'm going sh- to shout out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shout, three year shout old out. Start, my three-year-old says it now. Frog pod. It's great. It's awesome. I'm going to start, right, I'm gonna start using that if I, as a. Frog pod. Huh? Son of a frog pod. I'm going to shout out Juan because uh, there was a good deal in Albuquerque and PJ sent me a uh, sent me a link to it and I couldn't find it. And then Juan sent me a message saying, hey, there's this bandsaw available in Albuquerque. You should get it. And I was at work and I was like, I can't find it. You know, if you find it, let me know. And he was like, I'll go look for it for you. And so yeah, it was cool that, uh, you know, someone would go out and look for it maybe even you know make an offer on it and then i could pay them back or whatever so just kind of a cool community shout out that we all kind of like oh i this is a great deal and someone's in this this state or this town i'm going to let them know i i did that during the week as well uh there was a listing for a i think cameron was an auction or if it was just a sale but it was in chicago and this guy had like seven 14-inch Delta bandsaws, all vintage. Uh, there was one wooden metal. There was one with a riser block. Like they all were just lined up. And it's and I'm looking at this and I'm going, who do I know in Chicago? Oh wait, Luke in the garage is in Chicago, I think. So I sent him a message I'm like, hey man, are you in Chicago? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you need to go get all these like right now. <laughs> And uh, he said something like he was, uh, whenever it was happening, he was going to be on the opposite side of the state for some reason, or, or he was there now. I can't remember. Um, but he was like, thanks for thinking of me, man. I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. And, um, oh, I for- completely forgot, I think, to mention this the other week. But uh, Luke has a podcast with um, with Ben Conroy. Conroy? Conway? Condorosa Designs, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called the Joinery Podcast, which mm-hmm. is they gave us a shout out the other week, um, basically saying that our podcast is very long, um, but also that it's that is <laughs> so not a shout out. Yeah, but they did also say it's well produced. <laughs> so that so that's why we're giving them a minute and a half uh, segment during our short and sweet. Yes, you know their podcast really short. It's stupid and i don't i've never listened to it i I haven't listened to our podcast either i don't even know how long it is the pre-show was at least three hours today though yes i thought pj edited almost all of this out i thought it was like i should be nice i sent luke i sent luke a frog pod he won one in the contest straight up like actually won so I, i will say this um the title of our podcast is the thing we do we talk about maker skills um, I have listened to several of their episodes, and not once have they talked about joinery. So I don't know what the f- yep. is going on over there. Big problem. Yeah, they they need to. <laughs> yeah. So you might need to rename your podcast, dude. That's all I'm trying to say. Just just friendly advice. Just name it two dudes talking. 
don't, don't, you know. Well, as we go on, we may have to consider maybe changing it to maker skills ish. Maker skish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think almond milk is a skill. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting my foot down. That was a rant. What are you talking about? It was a sick and tired. Yeah, we were just, we, done? we were complaining. Are we done yet? I'm done. <laughs> but before I'm done, I got to thank our top Patreon supporters, very own Tanda and Creatornator, who support us at the top levels there. And I think this is the perfect time to talk about all the m- that are not listening to our podcast and they should be and everybody that is listening you should find someone that is not listening and force them to listen <laughs> to an entire episode like Tom we do not condone violence like or enslavement of any kind um, if for any questions please contact our lawyers at makerskills.com forward slash lawyers that's that's and, not it. And, and after listening Tom? to the episode, if the person you forced to listen to it Do we own doesn't skills? agree that it's it's still silly, then you could you should also consider your life choices. Tom, that's that's not our lawyer's <laughs> email address. It's counsel at timsway.net. Oh shoot. Tom doesn't even know anymore. But also um, I'm talking oh, counsel. I just looked up maker skills, somebody owns it and they're selling it for two grand. The bunch of losers. You buy it? Oh, we should and try to sell it for two grand and five dollars. <laughs> somebody else has and a then podcast. and then as as the largest supporter of this podcast that I'm on, I'll buy it back from myself. <laughs> this this, oh this is just going around in circles. I did I did receive my uh, tags, PJ. Thank you. Oh, which that ones did you which ones did you get? I got an orange one that is. Looks pretty good. I mean, there's no second color on it. Looks looks pretty good. I got a Johnson's one that looks very much like Braille. I yeah. don't know if you can see yeah. it in the camera. There we yeah. go. You got the but Braille But the one. bottom part didn't print, mm-hmm. but came out looking like Braille. So I'm going to try to find a blind person to read it, and it hopefully says something really funny. <laughs> um, they don't have to be blind, Tanda. They just have to know how to read Braille. You know, that is true. Um and then the last one's normal yeah last one's pretty normal it's it's three color white black tan came out pretty good on the back um so yeah thanks those those are cool that's made of real wood just so you know oh is that one the one that has the filament that's got wood yeah fiber in it that's got wood in it it's got uh i can't remember the percentage but there's a percentage of wood like you tried burning one of these in a fireplace I really wanted to burn all of them, but instead I just mailed them out to everybody. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, that's what happened. But um, but if you become a Patreon member, five dollars and above, you too will force me to print another one of these and send it out to you because there's no more. Well, there's this there's the test set that I have that I kept for myself, but there's no other ones. I'd have to print more for you. So if you feel like making me do work. You can join and become a Patreon member and hear the secret segment, which we're about to go do right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. 
You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.